0: Don't work yourself into a shoot, brother. This is the Getting Worked Podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to Getting Worked. I am your host, Mike. Live or well recorded? from quarantine is same as you guys out there i'm in my basement uh recording this episode luckily lady Berica andrews is here with me today we're going to talk about tiger king pro wrestling having a ton of fun lady Berica say hi to the people
0: hello out there can you hear me i'm in my bedroom
1: <laughs> so so i'm going to assume that's where you're at during all of this
0: yeah i'm pretty much in my bedroom and from that occasional, I take JJ out for walks two or three times a day, and I eat lots of food. So you're in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Okay. So but kind of right in the heart of it.
1: Yeah, I was about to say the Brooklyn in New York is the focus of this entire COVID nineteen quarantine pandemic situation. It feels like that's where everybody's focusing. So living right there in the heart of it. What is it really like being in New York during all of this? Is it as intense as people are saying?
0: Um, If you're staying inside, you wouldn't know it to be intense. But on my occasional walks outside, people... I mean, today, it's like a ghost town outside. But Mm they just shut down all the parks. The local park had chains on its uh, gates. So I think the government's finally cracking down. When it was just a suggestion you social distance or stay home, right. that wasn't happening. People were still gathering outside. Hold for mm. train. <laughs> I'm right by the J train. It boggles me. Every once in a while, I'll look outside and see how many people are actually on the train because I'm at eye level with the train okay. from my apartment.
1: Would you say and on average it's, it's thinner?
0: It's definitely thinner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I haven't. I live in Brooklyn and I haven't been to Manhattan in three weeks. Okay. And usually I'm there like three or four times a week.
1: So, for those of you that don't know, Lady Berica Andrews is part of The Nobodies, the uh, New York Nightlife group. One of my favorite groups involved in the wrestling oh. sphere of things that have to do with pro wrestling, people that talk about pro wrestling. The Nobodies is one of my favorite things to watch. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. Now, with that being said, you guys had a big plan for uh, WrestleMania weekend. You guys were doing the second Gay Young Classic. You were going to be very involved in the Uncanny Attraction show down there. Uh, with everything going on yeah. with the coronavirus, WrestleMania is now being held in a in a in a garage. Uh, everything's shut down. You can't go outside in Florida. Uh, how? So you guys had the show booked. About how far out before? this had started, I'm assuming pretty much the idea from last year, last WrestleMania, right?
0: I mean, we knew we wanted to do it again, but we had it all locked down um, by, like, February, I think. Okay. Um, And we were also separately involved in several other shows down there that Mm -hmm. were supposed to happen.
1: How was was the process of... Watching everything be canceled and shut down in Tampa, did you? Were you guys of the mindset of pulling the plug early, or were you trying to hang in and see what happened?
0: We were trying to hang in there. Um, I mean, I kind of knew that we were just gonna—it was gonna not go anywhere because the way things were looking and the the difference. This was also before New York was the epicenter, so mm-hmm. and you know. But it looked like it was going the route of. Pulling the plug, but we tried to help hold on because we—if there was a chance we would, could be there and be entertaining—that was what we wanted to do. But it just the way this virus spread so quickly is—it just. I think we all had to change our minds really quickly and be right. a little bit more uh, cautious than we were hoping to have to be.
1: It's—it's it's almost feels like we live in a different world now that, that we have to approach everyday situations differently which is exactly what is happening but you you don't you don't ever grow up thinking you're gonna be in this situation you always hear people talk about like like rationing during the war and then you, you read about things like the black plague and you're like you never think you're gonna live through a time as intense as that and then it comes full swing like it's been doing with coronavirus and it's it's a weird situation where i walked to the store yesterday just to the corner store to get a six-pack of beer you know because we're recording this on Wrestlemania weekend uh day one happened last night uh today as we're recording this it's day two uh part two is gonna be happening later this evening so I went and got a six-pack of beer and one of the things I noticed is well hardly anyone out a couple of kids but I find myself naturally walking away from people like I'm walking towards a group of three kids playing in the sidewalk and I'm thinking to my head I'm like I don't want to be that person that walks super close to someone's kid in this situation. So I'm curving the long way walking through the middle of the street just to give that social distancing. And then you have that realization that I didn't think I would be live in this
0: world. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, most people are in the same, but some people are just like, so unaware that they're not doing that. They're not paying attention to their surroundings, which Mm -hmm. that's what's frustrating. And also They've reported that more young people have contracted this than right. they originally thought would.
1: Yeah, I think I think <laughs> it gotten gotten that stigma that it was only old people, but it's not the case. Um, have you watched the first night of WrestleMania? I haven't yet. Okay. No. What are your thoughts on, on everything that's been going on, crowdless wrestling, live events with only the employees there? Uh, have you been watching a lot of the weekly shows that have been adhering to these uh, new standards
0: yeah to be honest i haven't at all i've seen a couple clips but it just seems i mean as i want to say as long as they're being safe it looks like uh i mean why not keep entertaining but i doubt i mean roman reigns had to pull himself out of wrestlemania so i doubt like the company is being cautious they're just worried about the bottom line i would imagine and uh at the end of the day,
1: I, I, I respect that mentality of still, you know, there's, there's a lot of money on the line, but it doesn't feel like WrestleMania. That being said, wrestling, it's a little bit on a downslope. Luckily, I feel like entertainment was blessed this month. Uh, the hottest thing going is on Netflix right now. It's the most popular thing I'm seeing on Twitter. Uh, it's called The Tiger King it's a tiger king. it's a limited series show it had seven episodes uh, obviously if it, you saw it in the title of this episode when you downloaded you knew we were going to talk about tiger king uh berica your thoughts initially on how did you discover tiger king i mean
0: just everybody was talking about it i was like i'm not a big true crime person so i kind of like resisted it the first mm-hmm. week and then i finally was like well why not just put it on and Oh, it's it's a journey. It's a journey. Um,
1: were you a tiger we nature person? We
0: were you into tiger?
1: Were you into tigers and nature things before? would, would, would aside from I mean, the crime, would tigers have got your interest?
0: No, probably not. I mean, I've watched some nature shows here and there, but like it's not something I uh, uh, am uh, attracted to necessarily. Okay. I just wanted. I just wanted to be part of popular culture and know what was going on. Really, I think it's what it was. Yeah, I, I had saw
1: I had saw memes. I had saw people posting about it, talking about it, and I'm 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 in the same boat as you. I'm not very true crime oriented. My girlfriend loves that kind of thing. She listens to my favorite murder, watches all of those kind of documentary shows. So she was fully in on it. I, I as soon as I saw the trailer. And saw the main character, Joe Exotic, I was hooked. I, I, that's what hooked me. I was like, well, this guy looks interesting. I, I, I got I yeah. to see what's up with this person. I couldn't care less about the tiger part of it, but I just got to see what's up with this individual. Now, if, if if you had to classify the main character of the show, Joe Exotic, how would you classify him?
0: Oh, my God. Uh, just... Um I don't. Uh, I don't know if I can. He's like. I mean, he's like the gay Sigmund and Roy, Siegfried and Roy. Really, <laughs> gay Midwest. Like, I mean, they're gay too, but like the Midwestern white trash messed out version of Siegfried and Roy.
1: And 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 that's okay. And that's something I, d- I definitely wanted to get your opinion on, because from and 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 we'll get into this later because I, I had made a mistake. Uh, with one of the characters in the show... One of the characters, I mean, it's a real person, but Saf from Tiger King that you were kind enough to correct me on. And this is something when, yeah. when I'm looking at it and as... Okay, now, Joe Exotic. As a straight man, as a straight man, I feel like I don't properly see the different classifications. Like, you, you referred to him as a methed-out gay man. And I feel like some of the men in, in this show fall into that same category, now, as far as representation goes, when you, when you see a character like that, how does that strike you? Do you see it as doing harm? Not really mattering. No,
0: play that character. This is, uh, just, a, uh, character? I, this is just a separate person. That, uh, just a crazy person. This isn't even a stereotype. This is beyond stereotype.
1: Right. Right. And that was my thing as well. Is like watching some of these characters and. and, and The way my brain works, I'm like, I really hope people don't get the wrong impressions out of this. But then, as you get deeper and deeper, you're like, no one's like Joe Exotic. It doesn't matter what Joe's background is. Everything he became, it was beyond all of that. Because the thing that that fascinated me was how gun-toting, right-wing, just deep down Oklahoma, he presented himself. I felt like there was a real juxtaposition between the two sides of his personality, and then you throw the cat thing in there on top of it. So you've already got this guy who's from Oklahoma, gun-toting gay man, you know, just living life out there, you know, crazy outfits, the blonde mullet, and that alone is fascinating.
0: Yeah, I think that the, the fact that he was just this, like... Out and proud, crazy crazy personality, like was impressive and it was mentioned in the show a few times, like why people were so attracted to him, especially other, you know, queer people is that he was like out in a time and in a place that you can't be and he's like out, like flamboyantly. He's his own pride parade, out.
1: Yeah. And he even had his own parades when he ran for president. Yeah. And and we'll we'll get to that as well. Talk about if, if why this man ran for president, but when you take this character, who is this personality, and then you go and then you say, by the way, he raises tigers and owns a zoo. Yeah, you're, you're, sure, please, Why not? Right. Like that's exactly what that kind of person would do. Is 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 own a giant big cat reserve in the middle of Oklahoma. So what are your thoughts on a private zoo someone owning these giant large animals for essentially profit
0: i guess i hadn't really thought about it much before or thought about why it was bad i didn't know until they like gave the facts on the show that like there are more tigers in captivity than there are in the wild which is kind of crazy right but being from the midwest there's i mean there's places like this all around my and they're tra- traveling ones. Like there used to be traveling, traveling like uh, amphibian tours that would go around or reptile tours that would go around with alligators. Um, my aunt just went and got, there's the local tiger place right by where she lives and went and got her photos taken with them a couple years ago. And I guess, I guess it seems a little, trashy to me in a way but like not odd like it just is for me like yeah i've seen it before i never really thought much about it right
1: and and there seems to even within that community there there's a wide divide of those different private zoos you had joe who joe's zoo was okay they're feeding him, you know they, he was feeding his tigers uh expired meat from walmart uh they were building yeah. the pens <laughs> out of whatever they could and then you'd also have Carol Baskin, who. holy shit. But, fancy place, fancy grounds, everybody works for free, which I found very bizarre. It's crazy. And then they kind of mask it like a charity. They make you think it's this yeah. big animal reserve, but it's really the same thing. This lady just convinced everybody to work for free so there's that the same thing yeah there's that it's wide the variety thing. of these places but like you said it's the same thing you're paying to cub petting which sounds sexier than it is but cub petting is was the part that i was like is there really that big a market for it because i mean and then again i'm not necessarily a person as a kid who would have been stoked to pet a cub
0: no I, yeah i don't think i would have either no, uh, but there so were people like paying, like going two or three times a week during their vacation. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you're spending a thousand dollars to go through this weird zoo.
1: You saw the yeah, the one guy who had, there was one person that had been there three times that week. Yeah, yeah. Said, it didn't matter what it would cost. I get to pet a lion, so there's no amount of money. Which Oh I, weird. I would a lion would never fascinate me that much where so I would pay a thousand dollars to pet it.
0: No way. No, so I mean, that we now know that you could buy one for about two thousand dollars. So why would you uh, just save your money?
1: <laughs> exactly. At that point, just buy your own. Buy a, start buy your, your own, own, own. Start your own tiger reserve in your backyard. But
0: also, mm-hmm. oh, I am remembering something now. It was very popular where I am from to get your picture taken with wild animals like that, and there was a local place around from where I am from that would do it would lease out these tigers for people to and this girl who was getting her senior pictures taken uh got mauled by one of the tigers
1: wait it just got her senior pictures taken and the tiger just went crazy yeah well i mean yes I'm, I'm just now remembering this well i guess i, I guess that's not surprising it. it's a tiger it's gonna do yeah. whatever
0: it well, can in my do. mind i was like yeah you're stupid. You're getting your picture taken with a wild animal. Yeah, this is your fault. I don't feel bad. Poor like, tiger. Hopefully the tiger does not get killed because it wasn't its fault.
1: Right? Like, I remember when, uh, which one was it, uh, Siegfried that got mauled, or was it Roy that got mauled by the tiger? Oh, no, I don't remember. One of them. And, and the the big thing is, like, nobody was shocked. I mean, it was terrible. It's horrible that that, that person got hurt, but at the end of the day, it's like, you, you work with a tiger.
0: sooner. Exactly.
1: Exactly, and that even carries over into Tiger King. Because one of the biggest aspects, yeah. actually I take back that phrase, because as crazy and batshit as everybody in this show is, one of the least talked about aspects is the fact that one of the main characters lost their arm to a tiger. Yeah. On camera.
0: Well, because that, Yeah, well, there's multiple things here. Saf is first one of the most calm, normal people in this whole documentary. So exactly, he wouldn't have been featured. And then that's the other thing is that he was misgendered the whole. The documentarians completely misgendered this person the whole time, which you corrected me. Um,
1: which is which is what you like from someone who watched the documentary. I, I fell to that because at what at I watched every episode,
0: and at no point well, yeah, had I ever been made aware of that. They don't gender him in the correct way in the documentary. It was found out later afterwards. Do you feel that 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 was was
1: intentionally
0: left out or just never talked about I think it was just negligence (sighs) on the part of the documentarians. Well, and then the person who... Because there was a podcast that came out about this before, and the person who produced that said that um, he knew that Saf was trans and was identified as uh, male Um, and that podcast came out way before so I think it's just you know the lack of acknowledgement on part of the documentarians which is crazy right I'm surprised Netflix even didn't catch that
1: yeah that does feel like something that somebody at Netflix especially with the wide variety and diverse types of shows that they run on Netflix somebody would have said, hey, maybe we should make sure this is correct or at least make sure we're acknowledging, asking this person. Yeah. So has there been backlash from somebody SAF?
0: should have, like, done research by listening to that old podcast, I'm sure of it, right? Right. So
1: was this from SAF that the backlash was coming?
0: No, they haven't really... Um, they haven't really... It it was it was from like um different articles that came out afterwards and then the guy who produced the po- podcast came out in defense of Saf. I haven't seen anything from Saf personally. Okay. They are, however, you can you can buy a cameo from Saf on Cameo uh and they'll record a message. You could pay them for it. So that's a good way to make up for um uh the misgendering and, and stuff. Go pay Go pay him. There you go.
1: <laughs> put some put some money in his way. Now, in, in in respect to that, with with misgendering someone, because especially you know in twenty twenty, we want to make sure. Because I, I I felt the same way. Because oh, I had sure. said in the notes for this episode that I sent you, I had had a rundown of the things I wanted to talk about, and one of the things as I said I, I had put Saf had her arm ripped off. And you just kindly corrected me and said, "Hey, you know, Saf was misgendered. It actually was a big thing." And I, I once I looked into it, I looked at my girlfriend. I said, "Hey, it was Saf misgendered." She goes, "Yeah, you didn't know that?" I was like, "No, not at all." Yeah, and there's this completely. weird, and not 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 to not to go off on a tangent, but it's a podcast, so we can. There's that weird <laughs> moment as a straight male where I don't know if I would call it guilt or ignorant guilt is a good way to think about it. Do you know what I mean? We're, Almost like, well, yeah, man, I, I should have been more aware.
0: Well, but I think, yes, and the documentary didn't mention it anywhere. So if you're just purely watching the documentary, you're not seeing, the correction has never been made. True. And if you're not looking at articles, or, you know, I have, my circle is filled with, filled, full of queer people, and so I immediately saw articles that we're representing that my dog's going crazy. What are you doing? So, yeah, but now you know, and you're you've yeah. corrected it.
1: And that, I think and that's kind of the way the world needs to work. More the way is
0: that like there was a whole professional production company that missed, like fucked up, you right? Know? Right, and then released it to millions of people.
1: And has has not yet made any kind of retraction. From what I understand, they have not even commented. I don't.
0: On it. Yeah, I don't think they have actually which is
1: crazy. Yeah, you think a company that big would want to get ahead of something like that going on in the internet, especially when it comes to social media and people talking about not saying something. I think not saying something is more damaging to a company's image than saying the wrong thing. Even if they came out with their reasoning and you knew where they stood on the issue. Even if they came out and said, yeah, yeah so but- what, forget it, who cares, it was a documentary. If that was their opinion, at least you would know where they stood.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, it kind of surprises me they haven't said anything. But.
1: Yeah. but, with all that controversy put aside, Saf had his arm ripped off. Apparently, common day experience, feeding the tigers, turned his head, boom! Arm ripped off, ripped open on camera. Now, as serious as this moment is, as intense as this is, this person... Will probably and does lose an arm. Our hero, our main character, Joe Exotic, goes off camera and puts on a jacket with an EMT symbol on the back and a fake badge on the front. So, yeah, I didn't text that at first. Even in this intense moment, he has to put on the show and has to put on. His emergency medical jacket. Which is a full I mean, bullshit jacket.
0: Basically.
1: That's what it that's what it brought me to is the fact that Joe Exotic reminds me of a pro wrestling character. I feel like that guy was working everybody around him every day of his life. His husband, oh, yeah, his co workers, sure. Carol Baskin, which we're gonna talk about that in a moment. But I feel like even the people he was being genuine with, he was working. Which is, I guess, would go back to that charisma thing of why everybody was so drawn to him. Um, yeah, but his 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 bombastic personality knew no ends because one of the things and the main driving force of this show is Joe Exotic's obsession with Carol Baskin or the fucking Carol Baskin, Baskin. Baskin. Carol fucking Carole Baskin. Baskin. The guy can't even go to Baskin Robbins. He hates ba- Carol Baskin so much.
0: Oh my god! Best thing I heard recently was uh, uh, someone suggesting uh, a drag name Carol Baskin Robin. That is genius.
1: I'm wondering, do you yeah. think there's going to be uh, any drag tributes to uh, Tiger King? You think we might see Joe Exotic? Yeah, I've already
0: happened. Fifi O'Hara dressed up as uh, Joe Exotic, and it was
1: fantastic. It's gonna be the new uh, hot character. I don't. I don't want to call it a character because it's a guy. I mean, it's 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 a person who went through all these things and had this really no, tragic ending. But at the same time, you the character that, of that. Joe Exotic. I think it's gonna be yeah. like you always hear about people talking about the hottest Halloween costume. Hopefully, uh, yeah. the world is back to normal by Halloween and people can go outside in costumes. But if so. I think we're going to see a lot of Joe Exotic this year, and maybe we'll have Joe Exotic with oh, yeah, a uh, mask
0: on, like a
1: medical mask Joe Exotic.
0: Um Can we also talk about how Kim Kardashian is apparently trying to get him exonerated?
1: Was it Kim Kardashian or Cardi B?
0: Oh, really? I saw Kim Kardashian.
1: I mean, that that could be true, but apparently Cardi B's in the same boat. Cardi B was talking about raising money for like legal defense funds and things like that, so... No way. Uh, the It's... Because it's, at the end of the day, because he, he went to jail for hiring a hitman to kill Carol Baskins, who he hate Carol Baskin, who he hates. But, so I don't know how you're going to get that exonerated because it seemed pretty cut and dry. I think he was set up by Jeff a little bit and the guy that looked like a Chucky doll,
0: but... Regardless of uh, whether or not he was set up, he still... yes tried to kill carol
1: baskin he thought you could pay three thousand dollars to have someone murdered three grand so apparently a tiger is less expensive than a murder according to this man which yeah to me doesn't make financial sense but so his his rivalry with carol baskin's drove him to hiring someone to kill her uh he had done everything he had started YouTube shows. He had started podcasts about her. Uh, there was the documentarian Rick that followed this entire journey from the time he met Joe through the Carol Baskin situation, all the way up into about the time when other people started buying uh, Joe's uh, zoo. The people like Jeff Lowe started getting involved. Uh, one of the things that really surprised me was when the recording studio burned down Joe Exotic had a studio that he had um, recorded his TV show, recorded his radio broadcasts, basically his own little I'm crazy antenna out into the world Uh, do you think someone else burned his studio down or do you think Joe burned his own studio down for sympathy
0: I don't know that it that everything got so crazy, and also they they tried to pin it on the uh, the documentarian guy right. too.
1: like he was kind of like he was going to squirrel the footage away or something to kill, like to hang over Joe's head to extort Joe, which turns the whole thing back around to what would he have possibly been worried about that this guy had on tape? Oh, well, except for the twenty million times he threatened to kill Carol Baskin. But aside from that. <laughs> I mean, you got to think how many death threats were probably in that studio. Oh my god.
0: It's a lot. I it's I don't know. I think I think probably Joe set it on fire.
1: That's what I think. I, I feel like it's an inside job. I feel like that place was so there was first off, you got like meth heads everywhere, you got animals everywhere. Who's going to sneak onto that property? To set something on fire. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't feel like anybody from the outside world's going to do that. That felt inside to me. Now, Carol Baskins, going back to this subject of Miss Baskin, i uh, just going to come out and ask you: Do you think she killed her husband?
0: Oh yeah. Duh.
1: Okay. Okay. Because there's there's, I mean, there's yeah, two types yeah. of people in this there's world. No
0: doubt in my mind.
1: Yeah there's two types of people in this world. People that believe Carol Baskin killed her husband and people that haven't watched Tiger King yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she she knew that the only way to get a tiger to eat something that large was to rub sardine oil over it. Who the fuck knows what to do with sardine oil? Like that's only something you know if you've done it is to rub sardine oil to get a tiger to eat something bigger, big as big as a human
0: body uh apparently between her current husband and her the husband she fed to her tigers she had a boyfriend who tried to put out um um a restraining order on her saying that he believed that she was dangerous and had murdered her ex-husband i don't think did the documentary talk about that no it was a it was something that came out afterwards
1: okay cuz that was one thing i kept asking myself cuz her her current husband howard baskin who marries the lady who marries the lady who you think fed her husband to a tiger do you think he thinks that or do you think he believes that she's innocent i don't think in any world he in the back of his mind isn't terrified of her there's when you watch the show you see this kind of like, cause he seems very put together, but he seems so put together that he's afraid to let it slip at any moment. Cause he's going to get fed to a tiger.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine a post documentary? Like <laughs> he gets fed to a tiger. Oh,
1: if, if that, if that guy dies, then, then the FBI just needs to raid the place because there's a body and a tiger turd somewhere on that property. And also how
0: about her ex husband's family? The two daughters and ex-wife.
1: They're terrified of her. They're terrified to move against this woman who they're 99% sure killed the husband. Because at the end of the day, her original husband, everyone was like, oh, maybe he went to Costa Rica. He loved Costa Rica. Costa Rica is not that big a country. Yeah, we
0: can
1: find some. It's been over ten years. Somebody would have found this guy. If you knew a millionaire is probably lost in or hiding in Costa Rica as a as a and possibly people think he was murdered, somebody's gonna go find this dude. Somebody would have said, like, hey, why is there why is there this really nice building in the middle of nowhere in Costa Rica? But no. And and (laughs) I I think it's gonna come out. It's 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 gonna come out that that she murdered her husband, the evidence is eventually gonna show. But I don't know how this woman garnered this power. Is it just a psychological thing that she
0: I think she's psychotic has?
1: Is it like the love she's knife psychotic. thing? Like the love knife? Like if if you don't if you don't do what I want to say, if I can't have you no one will stab 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 stab, stab. like basically at the end of the day this is not a woman that should have tigers if, if, <laughs> if, you're, that, if you're that unstable to where everyone around you is, is so in fear and under your power a that people come and work for free for you. There was like a 25 tiers system for volunteers. At her oh, big cat no. rescue. You like you start off as a blue shirt, and then you move up to a white shirt, and hopefully you get enough time in to get your gray shirt. And by the time it's said and done, you're like, well, you both got blue shirts. Well, I'm light blue and dark blue. They're ten levels apart. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Is this Scientology?
0: It might be Scientology. Is this a Scientology for, like, cat people? Yeah. I just can't. <laughs> Everything she owns is cat print. And... Did you clock the fact that she's actually allergic to cats?
1: I did, which, which was really bizarre because is, is that what it is with Carol Baskin? Is it, I must dominate the world that thinks it can dominate me. A cat makes me sneeze and sends me into convulsions. So I'm going to make sure I'm the queen of the cat world. I just don't, I don't know, know this woman's driving motivation because at the end of the day, I mean, obviously her driving motivation is money, but I feel like she doesn't know her end game because you can't be that out there in the world, that obviously a murder suspect, that wealthy, and not expect at some point things are going to come crashing down. I mean, she's a bigger richer version of joe exotic just without the oklahoma and the meth problem and (laughs) at what point does she get so big does she collapses in on herself or is it all going to come out that like i I don't i don't i don't think her husband's ever going to show up i don't think it's ever going to show up come up that like oh "Oh, he's fine but does it do you think this goes as far as to her being put on trial or do you think this is going to go away
0: I don't know. I uh, I don't. I mean, obviously the body's gone. I don't know how they w- they would have to convict her on a new crime.
1: Yeah, they would have to how find many something else.
0: Have missing.
1: Right. I, I would start <laughs> you know? going through every volunteer that's ever walked through that door. Is every one of them still Oh there? yeah. Now as interesting as carol baskin and joe were in their dynamic there was a few other characters that were involved well there's a lot of characters involved uh one of the main ones that i found fascinating was jeff low uh jeff low was a businessman from vegas he seemed to uh have a situation where and as a sidebar i feel like all the cat people were polyamorous is that just me
0: Probably, I think it was. I think the reason we think that though is because of the uh, the other zookeeper guy. Yeah,
1: because there was a zookeeper from South Carolina, The yoga guy. Yeah, the one who yeah. like all. The, if if you watch, like every WWE person's been to his place. Like Undertaker's been there. They all go there. So there's that guy who has like four wives. There's Jeff Lowe who left his wife for his current girlfriend and has a nanny who is all involved in it as well.
0: And then you got. Yeah, he's like mostly excited. He's not excited about having a new child. He's having excited about having hiring this nanny.
1: Right, like you've got a baby on the way, and you're like, "Look at this nanny we're hiring." It's like, buddy, you're so. Maybe you wouldn't be so creepy if you didn't say things like that and constantly wear Monster Energy hats. But. An affliction,
0: right? Like He must have a stockpile of affliction. Like, like don't walk around looking
1: affliction. like Randy Orton tattoos, buddy. Like that's just not a good look. But he's from Vegas and he has Tiger money, so I guess that's what you do—is you you dress in affliction and wear a hat with a bandana underneath it for no reason. But <laughs> but and I I just found the guy fascinating because at the end of the day he walks away smelling like a rose. Nothing happens to him. He doesn't catch a... He doesn't get any of this shit on him. None of the crimes. None of the accusations. He just walks away smelling like a rose. Uh, him and James, I believe, Gatlinson
0: was his last name.
1: Yeah, James Gatlinson. The
0: one owned the toger, to, Tiger Exchange like, thrift store or something? Yeah the, 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 yeah, the guy who apparently was
1: only involved in the whole situation and ratted them out to the cops... Because he had gotten caught with an illegal lemur.
0: (laughs) Which I don't buy for a second. He was the most odd looking motherfucker that I've seen in a long time. Joe, okay. I can make sense of this for some reason in my head. I can make sense of it. But this guy, like, I don't know that, I don't know. The haircut? Is it the this haircut? It was the haircut, I think. He, he, he,
1: he looked, he looked was, like he had long you, hair and then just cut it straight across himself. Like, one day he was like, well, fuck it. Yeah. Now this is how I live my or life. Or like
0: his mom did it for him. Right. Now, and he has this giant truck he can barely get into. And for
1: some reason, a pension for jet skis. That was his big, the big reveal. It was like at the end of the series is like watching a Chucky doll on a jet that- ski.
0: That scene cracked me up.
1: That's that's kind of how I want to approach life once we get done with this whole coronavirus pandemic. Is I want to I want to just be, I want to be free again. I want to be outside. We all just move my to a lake in Oklahoma and get jet skis. That's what we should do and just ride in circles. It should be like, but we should have different jet ski gangs. It should be like the Warriors, but just a bunch yeah. of groups of us with jet skis. Some of us dress up like baseball people. Some of us look like cavemen. Um, I like that. That's what we have to do. And then we'll have tiger people. There will be a bunch of people that just look like Joe Exotic. Now, (laughs) one of the things that's in in the works, that's being talked about, is a uh, Tiger King TV show. Which, another TV show, but a scripted television show. Uh, Apparently Kristen Wiig has been spearheading this idea. She's been running with it. Um, a big question has been the casting. There's the rumor. I've I've heard uh, Kristen Wiig herself wanted to play Joe Exotic.
0: but No way.
1: Well, and the the other one, oh, why can't I remember her name? Um, Charlize Theron.
0: Oh, Charlize Theron as Joe Exotic? Right. I could
1: see that. Or Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton would be good. Tilda, Tilda Swinton would give it some panache. I think Tilda, Tilda Swinton would give it a little air of, like, you, you you would almost feel like you're watching, like, the Masterpiece Theater version of Tiger King. That's almost like if you cast, like, uh, Patrick Stewart as Howard Baskin. You just have that nice uh, little, like, oh, you're way too fancy to be in this.
0: Here's what I'm hoping is, do you remember that movie a couple of years ago with uh, Zach Galifianakis and Kristen Wiig, and it was a true story about this southern dumbass that robbed a bank or something I
1: just watched that about 2 months ago that's oh what was the name of that I can't remember what the name of it but I hope they film
0: it and write it in the style of that that film That what movie
1: do do? see now this is where the magic of the internet because I'm going to that, that I, it's going to drive me crazy uh but yes
0: the world of Joe exotic and the world of what happened in that film are the same world
1: masterminds. It came out in 2016 masterminds. No, that would be a great way to do it. Uh, it, it could be like that. Or have you ever seen Bernie with Jack Black? No. Oh, you, you need to watch Bernie. It's on, it's, it's probably on, on Netflix. Uh, Je- yeah, it's, I've it's, seen it running around. Yeah, that that movie is great because he plays a, a funeral director who falls in love with one of the widows of of a guy that died in town. So that and it's got that same feel like it's it's a true crime but kind of twisted and done for comedic purposes. Great situation. So if you were in charge of this situation, who would you cast as Joe Exotic? Are you going with Tilda Swinton? Oh, I thought we were going to cast them with wrestlers. Um, we, we can go with wrestlers if you want. We had talked about wrestlers, but you, the Tilda Swinton thing gives it. So if, if it was a wrestler, who would you choose?
0: Well, i put Effie in the role, obviously.
1: That's, a, that's genius. going wrestlers. That's fucking genius.
0: From Florida, and, and uh, Effie is just enough white trash to pull it off.
1: Well, We got Effie cast here as Joe Exotic. I, I'm not even going to argue that. I, I, I don't even have a counterpoint. I thought you could pull somebody like a like a Cody Rhodes because they could probably dirty themselves up enough, but still have the chops. But no, Effie. I don't think he could go that. I think he likes to be too
0: pretty. He's got a neck tattoo. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I, I put that from my brain.
1: He's a step away from Joe. He's 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 a bullet hole tattoo away from Joe Exotic. Now, but. You win on that one. Effie, absolutely. We're casting Effie as Joe Exotic. So, if you've got Effie as Joe Exotic, I mean, you have to have that counterpoint. The one and only husband killing, tiger thrilling
0: queen, Carol Baskin. Uh, who would you pick for Carol Baskin? I mean, the first person that came to my mind would be like Moolah in her prime. Oh, that's a
1: good pull. The gr- oh, fabulous Mula would do wonderful. She, she's got that old yeah. school vibe. She kind of, she kind of had that. I smoke too many cigarettes. Voice, yeah,
0: which not.
1: I, I think would carry well with Carol Baskin's character. No, that's that's a great call. I love that. So you've got Effie and the fabulous Mula yelling at each other. Effie cutting promos in a studio with some alligators. Mm-hmm. Carol Baskin, played by the fabulous Moolah, feeding her ex-husband to a tiger. We'll just, we'll say the ex-husband was, I don't know, we'll say Mean Gene Okerlund. We'll say that was the ex-husband. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've, we've got our two main characters. Uh, Joe had two, two husbands that were the main focus of the show. He had Derek later on. Uh, but his first husband, who he actually wrote a song about, called "My First Love." You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can go watch. I, afterwards, I went and watched all his music videos, dude. I went and watched. Somebody told all me that of them.
0: he paid a musician to record those, and he's just lip syncing. Oh,
1: that's that's totally not his voice. The first song that the first time a song popped, I was like, "There's no way that voice comes out of that dude." There's no There's way that, that was- sound comes out of his mouth. He made me believe. Oh, no. I want to know who the real person is then now. If you watch... Um, if on YouTube, David Spade is doing a series of interviews with every character from the show. I don't remember the name, but when he interviews Saf, Saf has the name of the artist and, and says oh it out God. there. But if you go to David Spade's YouTube, he's interviewing every individual person. That's amazing. So that's really good. So we, we, if we've got uh, Joe's husband, his first husband... John Finlay uh, for those of you watching the series John Finley the was the one who we're gonna say dentally challenged we're gonna use the term Been
0: shirtless the whole time for some reason
1: he, shirtless almost like he was proud of those tattoos
0: Just, <laughs> like the only see, he was in the first scene with a shirt and then the rest of the documentary he was like oh this is gonna take a while huh let me take my shirt off
1: right and then of course it after the show, he went. I mean, if you watch, if you look at John Finley now, you know, it looks like a completely different person. He has teeth, he has like a, yeah. a full set. Um, he had a shirt on. He he, he had a, he he had. You could tell he he had gotten over the crazy lifestyle. He looked a little bit healthier, looked a lot better. Um, but in the him. show, he's
0: a hot mess. Yeah. Now
1: who See, you cast? I am
0: going for? Batista in this role. Only because somebody posted a meme is uh, of Batista and John Finley, and it said, um, "When you order off Amazon versus what you get <laughs> in the mail."
1: Oh, that's and I great!
0: It was perfect. The tattoos were placed exactly right. Their face structure is very similar. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love that, especially because out of all of that group, because you've got you've got Effie, you've got Mula, and then you've got Batista, the guy who who makes Marvel money, who wouldn't yeah. necessarily like. You could tell he was the one who would be asking for the like he would want the nicer trailer, like he would have yeah. more of the well, demands. He'd have his uh, own assistant on set. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So on the other side of Joe from his husband, uh, John is going to be Travis Maldonado, uh, Travis Maldonado, unfortunately is a character that, uh, well actually, you know, he, he has a tragic story. So if you haven't watched Tiger King all the way through, I'm not going to spoil that part. Cause it was actually one of the biggest surprises for me in the show was oh my uh, God. Travis. That was one of the big moments that he, very shocking. he, he doesn't make it to the end of the show. I'll say that, but how it happens is very disturbing. Uh, and you see it. You'll see it happen on the show, which is one thing they didn't shy away from was anything violent on that during this documentary series. They just kinda let it fly. Because all the craziness that happens around these characters kinda makes the violence seem not so
0: meaning- it's insane meaningful that the show even exists. It's you can't we write all things ate like it this. Up. We all ate it up for different reasons. Right.
1: Now, who would you cast as uh, the former Travis, well, the <laughs> posthumous Travis Maldonado, the former, the artist formerly known as Travis Maldonado?
0: Um, I was looking at him and I kept seeing Roman Reigns if Roman Reigns was like younger.
1: Okay. Uh, See, like I, I, a
0: younger, thinner Roman Reigns, not so beefy, but still fit.
1: I thought of Eddie Guerrero when I first saw him. Oh, because the, must, the mustache kind of got me and the little goatee. I was yeah. like, he looks kind of like an Eddie, but Roman would give it, Roman would be, storyline wise, it would make sense. Because if, if Effie's our Joe, he's going to fall in love with Batista as, you know, his first, first love. He's got this big, beefy guy and he's with him for a while. And then along comes the new and improved kind of 2.0 model. Of Roman Reigns, big, beefy, tattooed guy. So I respect that. That makes that makes sense. I totally think that that goes through. Now, all right, so we've got our main character set up. We've got Joe. We've got his husband. So we have his rival, Carol Baskin. Now, the next character I have here is uh, the documentarian, Richard. Uh, Richard was kind he, of a nice view of the world of Tiger King in between all these crazy stories. I felt like he was the grounded... Him and Eric Cowie were the two most grounded characters I felt like on the show because they felt they felt like the most like they're just there, they're just there, and they're just getting a paycheck.
0: And maybe this is why I had trouble. I had trouble casting Richard and Howard Baskin. Okay. So simple. I don't. I don't. Um.
1: Well, Richard, I feel like Richard would be smart. A little annoying, but professional. I feel like Michael Cole would be a good documentarian. I feel like he would he would have the voice for the character professional enough, being a WWE announcer, he'd carry that, you know, be able to seem like the only person in the room that knows how to operate a computer. Um, <laughs> may, yeah, so maybe Michael Cole for Richard. Now, Howard Baskin, oof. I mean Howard Baskin. Oh, that—that's going to need to be somebody a little bit mouse here. I—I I think with Howard Baskin, I mean Gene Okerland. Like I was, I, maybe yeah. I know. I know that's who I had playing her ex-husband.
0: Maybe he played both of the husbands. It's—it's
1: it's a representation of how how Carol Baskins always sought out the same man. That's what it is. Yeah. it represents Carol yeah. Baskin going from one rich guy to another rich guy to another rich guy. They're all played by Mean Gene Okerlund. Well, the the hologram of Mean Gene Okerlund, so
0: rest in <laughs> peace.
1: But we'll, we'll make it happen.
0: This is a, this is a non... This is a uh, a casting that exists beyond uh, now.
1: There it is. This is the ultimate casting. We're pulling from all time periods. No one has to be alive to be an our Tiger King, so we'll make sure we get Mean Gene Okerlund set up for both husbands. He's, he's this just going to be, be like Carol's a, you know, husband.
0: The, the narrative the fictionalized version could be like a a Hamlet story where even maybe her ex-husband is a character as like the ghost.
1: There you go. And the ex-husband shows up and teaches her lessons. (laughs) Almost, see, it it almost felt like a Christmas Carol there for a Christmas Carol Baskin. That's what we do. Carol Baskin Uh, Baskin is visited. She's visited by the ghosts of her ex-husbands. And each one of them teaches her a different lesson about how to how love for the tiger represents love for your fellow man. And each one of these husbands she ignores and only cares about (laughs) the money.
0: Joe Exotic is Jacob Mar not Jacob Marley, but uh, Tiny Tim's dad. What's his name?
1: Oh my God! Oh, uh, Rat Cratchit. Yeah,
0: Cratchit. Yeah. He can be with his (laughs) husband. (laughs) He's just trying to feed his husband.
1: We we just flipped this from casting a Tiger King show to casting uh, A Christmas Carol with the characters from A Tiger King.
0: No. (laughs) A very Tiger
1: King Christmas. A Tiger King Christmas. Oh, my God. That's fucking great. So I think this year on uh, Getting Worked, we're going to be having A Tiger King Christmas. Just so you guys know, <laughs> you heard it in March, if the world is back to normal, which either way, we'll keep going if the world is back to normal or not, but we're going to have a Tiger King Christmas. So Tiger King, <laughs> So with that, our, uh, the next character, so we've got Richard, Howard Baskin, who do you think would play Jeff Lowe, our sleazy Las Vegas businessman, <laughs> takes everything I away from down. Joe Exotic?
0: I wrote down Undertaker or Shane McMahon.
1: Ooh,
0: Shane McMahon might be able to do mousy for this role, but he might be able to do it. Ooh, maybe she do
1: Maybe we could slide Shane into like a young Howard Baskin if they ever do a flashback about Howard Baskin's youth. Shane can be young Howard (laughs) Baskin. Uh, I like Taker, and honestly, once you go back and watch this Boneyard match with AJ Styles and okay. The Undertaker, your choice of Undertaker as Jeff Lowe is going to seem a lot more sensible. You're, it's going to actually reinforce <laughs> that choice. Because if anybody is the Jeff Lowe of the WWE, it's The Undertaker. Because that guy seems to get involved in everything, and no matter how shitty it goes, he doesn't get an A on him. So, uh, that's definitely going to be one that one makes sense.
0: You did not list, which was, she was also very intriguing to me, was Lowe's wife lauren lauren yeah i was was always intrigued with her because she seemed like a smart lady
1: yeah she did she seemed like a smart lady but she almost had like a i kind of got like a sarah palin vibe from her that yeah that's like she's got like a she's got like a nuke card in her back pocket like there's there's something she's waiting to do she's waiting for a moment and then she's going to be the person we talk about. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but she feels very Game of Thrones to me. That yeah. She's going to steal White's something.
0: Turn up thing once. Yes. Now, <laughs> I think I think for that role it would be either Becky Lynch or Penelope Ford.
1: I think Penelope Ford is the only option for that. If you if you I now that you said that 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 is a dead on is Penelope Ford for Joshua.
0: Penelope. White. Also congratulations Kip and Penelope.
1: Just got engaged. Oh, congratulations to Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. I did not know that. Actually, this uh, you're that's the first time hearing of that one. I think they just posted it today. Well, good, good for them. Especially in weird times like this, it's nice that some people can pull some happiness out of it. <laughs> now, what I, the next character? Oh, my favorite, my favorite, probably probably the the, the the aside from Joe Exotic, the character that fascinated me the most. Uh was James Gatlinson. James Gatlinson, my, my lovely little jet ski riding Chucky doll.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, no other than uh, Kevin Owens for me. Oh, my God. Kevin Owens with that wig on, please. Fuck
1: yes. Oh, my God. Ke- a clean shaven Kevin Owens with a red slicked back wig. Just being snarky. Just being snarky to everybody. They're being a little
0: baby. We don't want to my lemur.
1: He, he just he just wants to take me to. Oh well, yeah, I mean they just want to kick me out because of my lemur. But, uh, but I got this tiger guy. If you guys want him, uh, I don't know. That's that's a great choice though, Kevin Owens for that. Now, one of the things that will make that great is Kevin Owens riding that jet ski. Oh,
0: I can't wait.
1: Oh man. <laughs> And that actually makes sense as well, because Kevin Owens is an animal enthusiast. Uh, on the indies, uh, Kevin Steen, his indie character, he had pandas on his t-shirts. He actually had a, lo- a t-shirt that said animal enthusiast. So okay. that's going to fit perfectly. He might actually know somebody with a lemur. What was his indie name? Kevin Steen. S-T-E-E-N. Kevin Steen. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. So we've got Kevin Owens. Steen is James Gatlinson. Now we have one of the characters who I think got swept up and everything. We got John Renke. Uh, John oh, Renke. I for him the most. Yeah, I felt like he just kind of wanted a good job and was there for his friend and just got drugged through the mud for it. Uh, John Renke, if, if you don't know, was a character who had prosthetic legs. Uh, he worked at Joe Exotic's Zoo. Uh, the GW Zoo, if you want to be respectful and call it by the proper name, the GW
0: Zoo.
1: Um... Uh, <laughs> I felt like he was a character that you're right he i it was he kind of got the short end of the stick. I felt bad for him. He was just a dude trying to make paychecks. So who's a guy that just wants to make a paycheck that we could feel bad for for the show?
0: I mean, I cast the Hardy Boys for him and Eric.
1: Th- wow, so is he Matt?
0: I think John Rinky is Matt, and Eric Cowley is Jeff.
1: Eric Cowley would definitely be Jeff Hardy. Long hair, always wearing Ray Bans for some reason, and for some
0: reason, you, you, always you, about to seemingly pop off on someone. Well, you know, and you know, he's got a
1: joint tucked over his ear under his hair. Like you know, there is a joint <laughs> on the back of his ear, and it's probably really badly rolled. So. Okay, that that actually knocks out two birds with one also, stone on that one.
0: Also, you know, John, post the show, went and started a new life, divorced his wife, is doing good, started his new life. So right. Much like the story of Matt right now.
1: There you go. Got, got rid of all of his baggage. New lease on life. Doesn't have to clean up tiger shit anymore. Now he's an AEW. Teleporting in front of Chris Jericho. But anyway... <laughs> Now, so we've got John Renke and Eric Cowie as the Hardy Boys. Our next one, Saf. Uh, lost an arm. Like you said, one of the most down to earth people on the show. And honestly, how calm could somebody be? How much calmer could somebody be that lost their arm to a tiger?
0: He returned to work the same week he lost his arm. Fucking insane. That's insane. Fucking insane. So, in your mind. Gently playing with Pittens. Okay, so here's the thing. I did some research and I don't know of any trans male wrestlers right now. So, in my ultimate fantasy, Saf starts training to be a professional wrestler and plays himself.
1: Okay. So, we're actually going to bring in Saf as Saf. In
0: Saf, yes. And Saf also separately becomes the first nationally booked trans male pro wrestler. So... Out of all of them. Okay, so... so I'm writing a little So bit. we're scooping Saf up.
1: We're scooping yeah. Saf up. We're giving Saf not only the role to play himself in the show, but we're going to get Saf going. Now, so we're, w- what federation? You're putting Saf in any company. Where?
0: Oh, I mean... I think nationally aw or maybe ring of honor but probably aw right now
1: okay i i i think someone someone built like him would have a great character there i agree with you i think i, I would think that'd be fast and
0: sammy Guevara go at it
1: and jungle i was gonna say jungle boy but sammy's a good jungle choice boy. too
0: oh yeah yeah bring in the tiger element
1: oh my i didn't even think of that part Holy yeah. shit! The t- the tiger tamer taking on the jungle boy. That's there you go. Now the we're right.
0: Tiger
1: writing. tamer. His 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 stump arm is like a whip. Holy shit! Oh, and then he could have like uh, an attachment. Like before the clothesline, he puts on like this, eye, like a metal arm for the clothesline. Yeah. There you go. We can make this work. We can make this work for Saf. We'll get, like we'll get Saf double booked. Double bucks. Double Everything books. for Zaf. Everything. I, honestly, I, I think Saf versus Effie. Let's make it happen. Oh, oh
0: that would be good. If anybody's
1: going to train Saf, I mean, that'd be a great person to do so.
0: That would be great. <laughs>
1: now, we've got uh, one last casting here for our Tiger King TV show. Uh, the man who put the H in Hitman... Alan Glover,
0: a oh, $3,000
1: assassin.
0: You wrote out in your notes, Hot Man, and I'm like, I need to know why you think this man is, hot <laughs> this is this man. <laughs> I just looked at my notes and saw that. <laughs> the <laughs> I was like, okay.
1: So um. for those of you that don't see this, uh, the notes, once again, that I sent to Berica for uh, Alan Glover for casting, I meant to put Hitman, who used to run a Wendy's. But... Baraka received Hot Man, who used to run a Wendy's, so apparently I got a thing for Alan Glover. So this casting needs to be good.
0: Strong silent type.
1: (laughs) Wow. So this is our murderer. This is our linchpin of the show. This is kind of when the character that will take this from a wacky story about a bunch of big cat tiger owners to a true crime drama when he takes that three thousand dollars to murder carol baskin so who can be that pivotal character
0: it was pretty obvious to me just based on looks and uh smarts uh brock lesnar
1: oh my fucking god we're gonna hire that giant mayonnaise tub that's it
0: yeah, who else is you know dumb enough to think $3,000 is enough to go kill someone?
1: Yeah, and I could totally see you giving Brock $3,000, and he wouldn't even get in a car. He would probably just walk.
0: he just walk.
1: Yeah, he's going to walk from I'm Oklahoma to Florida, like, all right, I'll be back. So there it is. <laughs> Who's the biggest piece of shit in this show? The same biggest piece of shit in wrestling. The one and only Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Awesome. Well, now we know... If we had the power a
0: there. to
1: cast this Tiger King show, we're going to cast the Tiger King show. We're going to cast uh, the uh, a very Tiger King Christmas this, this winter coming to you from getting worked. We're going to make this happen. We're going to get all the bookings for Saf. We're going to get Saf a wrestling career. We're going to get Saf a TV career. Saf, you are on the radar. We are going to make this happen. So, Saf, the next big star. With everything going on, Berica, let let them know you've been on before, so they know. But just tell them again: where can they find you? Where can they reach out to you?
0: You can find me at the Lady Barrica everywhere, including Venmo. Uh, I'm also doing every Friday. I'm doing a drag race watch party on the Nobody's YouTube, so you can catch me there. You have to have your own VH1 password, but we'll watch together, and I'll do some numbers during commercial breaks. Uh, and then look out for you know at the Nobody's NYC for other projects that are coming up.
1: Awesome! Once again, Berica, thank you so much for coming on the show. I got such—I the last time you were on was one of the most meaningful podcast episodes I've ever done, just because of how <laughs> open you were about everything. And I really, truly appreciate thank that. Uh, and I always love having you on. I look forward to having you on again. Once again, go out, watch Tiger King, support this crazy show, and go do some research. Learn about these people, so that way the world gets a little bit more fun for having some crazy giant cat people in it. Go follow Berica. <laughs> support Berica on all the venues Twitter, Instagram, Venmo. make sure you send them Venmo. dollars. Uh, other than that, once again Berica, thank you so much. Follow us, follow getting worked on Twitter at getting worked Instagram getting worked with Mike Berica. tell the people good night. Good night everyone.
0: What you you cool cats and kittens?